Good afternoon, I'm Nikki de Guzman. Here are the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates, making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. We begin with a spike in COVID-19 cases in the country. The Philippine Health Department reports a whopping 539 new cases of the new coronavirus disease, the biggest single day increase so far. That puts the country's total number of infections at 15,588. Of the new cases, 330 are from Metro Manila, 55 from Central Visayas, another 55 are repatriates, while the rest are from other regions. 17 new deaths and 92 new recoveries were also recorded. The update comes as a task force leading the government's pandemic response officially recommended a further easing of quarantine measures in the national capital region. The Philippines COVID-19 Interagency Task Force has formally recommended placing Metro Manila under general community quarantine, but Philippine Interior Secretary Eduardo Año says it's still up to President Rodrigo Duterte to decide on the fate of the country's lockdown. Año says the recommendation to a shift to GCQ was made after data showed the situation in Metro Manila has improved. Nakita natin na nag-improve ang, ang, ang situation at uh, ang kondisyon natin dyan, kahit sila ay naka-GCQ, yung mga high-risk barangay ay patuloy na ay under sa lockdown. Anya clarifies under a general community quarantine, more businesses can reopen. It also means quarantine passes are no longer required. He adds there will still be modified checkpoints between cities in Metro Manila, while travel between provinces will still be under strict monitoring. President Duterte is expected to announce his decision on the recommendation made by the COVID-19 task force this evening. The Finance Department is hoping for the swift passage of the recalibrated tax reform package, and also known as the Corporate Recovery and Tax Incentives for Enterprises, or CREATE Act. Finance Assistant Secretary Antonio Lambino explains the bill will help the country's economic recovery by incentivizing foreign investors. The CREATE Act will also inject more cash for local businesses by lowering the corporate income tax rate from 30% to 25%. Kung mapasa po ito ng early June, June 3 po ang last session day, uh, at uh, uh, mapirmahan po ng Pangulo between then uh, and the end of the month, ay mabababa na po natin yung corporate income tax rate, yung buwis ng mga negosyo, starting July 1. At napakahalaga po niyan dahil kung matanggap na po nila ito, mararamdaman na po nila yung beneficyo nito, ay makakaretain po sila ng kanilang mga uh, manggagawa uh, at uh, mababayaran po nila yung kanilang mga gastusin uh, ng mas uh, magaan ng kaunti, no? mas marami po silang cash. The measure, also known as the Sitira Bill, was approved by the House of Representatives last year and was certified by President Duterte as urgent last month. Last March, rather. It is now awaiting approval in the Senate. A study from the University of Santo Tomas suggests Metro Manila needs at least 15,000 tests daily to ensure the spread of COVID-19 is under control. Dr. Benhard Eggwolf, co-author of the study, says that the national capital region eases its lockdown measures. Rigorous contact tracing is needed to curb the disease. He adds there are areas in Metro Manila that need to be focused on. There are other ways to contain the disease and one way is, is uh, tracing so we need to uh, uh, focus on that we have to focus on manila manila city and uh, Quezon city so in other parts of metro manila it's better under control in manila city and Quezon city uh, there's a little bit of 
little bit more problematic there. Reverend Father Nicanor Ostriaco, another author of the study, adds the enhanced community quarantine in Metro Manila has been able to contain the virus but has not been able to suppress the pandemic. He also flags errors in the Philippine Health Department's recovery data. It's most effective if you are able to identify all the contacts within two days of that individual first experiencing symptoms. It will take 10 people working full time to identify all of the contacts within 45, 48 hours for a single positive case. So if you've got 200 cases every day in, in the NCR, that will approximate 2,000 contact tracers needed to make sure that we are able to block any viral chains of transmission. There is a lag in reporting, and the, the DOH is currently reporting the day on which it was publicly announced. In the city of Paranaque, in the last two or three days, there have been there's a huge spike in recoveries. So for for several months, they were they were recording on average about 10 or 15 recoveries per day. And then in the last several days, you have reports of 96 recoveries, 86 recoveries. Mm. It, is, uh, it is inexplicable how you could have this incredible spike of recoveries in two days over two month period, unless what they're saying is that this is the time when the recoveries were officially validated and reported. There's a need to extend the law that grants additional authority to the Philippine president to combat COVID-19. That's according to Senate President Vicente Soto III, who adds the Bayanian to ELS-1 Act needs to be supported by a two-year economic stimulus package. Soto has filed a bill that provides wage subsidies to non-essential businesses and waives registration and other related fees for micro, small and medium enterprises. The measure also calls for immediate mandatory mass testing for COVID-19. Soto says the stimulus package may cost 548 billion pesos this year and another 80 billion next year. He cites loans as possible sources for the fund. The Philippine Education Department reiterates it agrees with President Duterte's stance not to hold face-to-face -face classes for so long as a pandemic poses a health risk. Education Secretary Leonor Briones says they are revisiting their curriculum for various modes of learning under the new normal, including the use of government-owned TV and radio facilities. The new school year will start on August 24. Sa television, may batas tayo na nagsasabi na 15% ng oras ng television, ng kanilang viewing time, should be dedicated to children. So ito ay i-convert natin into curriculum content. Nandiyan yung tinatawag nating DepEd Commons na more than 7 million naka-subscribers na teachers, learners, and parents na uh, sinundan nila yung mga uh, curriculum nating bago. The Education Department will begin its remote enrollment beginning June 1st. It will also roll out survey forms to assess how best to reach every Filipino student. Kahit po walang uh, gadget o walang internet, ay kami po ay naghahanda din ng mga printed learning modules uh, na gagawa natin ng paraan na ihatid, maihatid uh, sa mga tahanan o kaya ay mayroong coordinated na pag-pick up.
A lawmaker is proposing to just postpone classes for the whole year. Ang Provinciano Party List Representative Ronnie Ong says this will give the Education Department time to come up with a learning system that could work for everyone, and not just those with internet access. In the meantime, Ong suggests modules can be made for students to do at home. What DepEd can do for public schools is make modules, immediately modules, and give out to the students in public school for them to study at home and review. And at the same, apo, printing. Apo, at the same time, give some subsidy to the public school teachers. And for private school, same thing. For the private schools to, do, to make modules, and those who can do online classes, do online classes, but non-credit. Para huyi mga teachers, kaya tapano meron parin silang sopeldo. 305 million full-time jobs have been lost due to the COVID-19 pandemic, according to the International Labour Organization. It adds an average of more than one in six young workers worldwide have stopped working. Many of them are in hard-hit sectors like food services and hospitality industries. We should consider that youth are, um, on the one hand, uh, affected through multiple channels. So it's not only the channel of job losses and, uh, re um, and associated reductions in, uh, in income and earnings, but it is also um, that many youth uh, um, experience disruptions of uh, education and training. And uh, it is also the case that uh, you know, like young people are often in the, just in the situation of wanting to, entering the, to, to enter the labor market. And uh, of course, they currently face some obstacles there. But also generally, you know, you know, like youth are coming actually from a situation in which they are rather disadvantaged. The ILO warns young workers aged 15 to 28 may face a number of dangers from inability to get proper training to gaining access to jobs that can extend well beyond the pandemic. The UN Labor Agency now urges policymakers to take steps to ease the fallout by rolling out COVID-19 testing and tracing measures and providing guarantees to protect employment and skills. The Philippine government warns job applicants about fake online recruitment firms. Authorities are flagging the risk of breaches and the privacy of personal information due to the online submission of credentials. Officials are also urging job seekers to be wary of companies asking for money. Government labor agencies can be consulted to verify the legitimacy of recruitment firms. About 3 million graduates are expected to look for jobs amid the rising unemployment in the country due to the pandemic. The health crisis has also caused a rise in online recruitment, online consultancy jobs, and work-from-home arrangements. New Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency Chief Wilkins Villanueva says his agency will ramp up operations against the distribution of side of the illegal drug trade. Speaking to ANC, Villanueva said they are now finalizing protocols on anti-drug operations, which will be used by anti-drug authorities nationwide. The protocols include measures to protect personnel against COVID-19. The new chief also cites his experience in interagency cooperation and coordination as an advantage in anti-drug operations. Our focus will be uh, to, to stymie or to stop yung distribution. So doon tayo papasok sa source. Sa source pa lang, talagang doon tayo titira. And uh, right now, we have a pretty good uh, information on the different sources at doon sa mga padating. So doon tayo mag-focus so that the distribution will be lessened.
Villanueva replaced Aaron Aquino, who was transferred to the Clark International Airport Corporation. And big news overseas, China's parliament approves directly imposing a national security measure on Hong Kong. The National People's Congress voted an overwhelming 2,878 against one in favor of the decision to empower its standing committee to draft the legislation. China says the bill will be aimed at tackling secession, subversion, terrorism and foreign interference in the city. But the plan triggered the first big protests in Hong Kong for months. Beijing and the Beijing-backed government in Hong Kong insist the measure poses no threat to the city's autonomy. The U.S., Britain and the European Union, however, expressed concern over its implications for China's freest city and one of the world's biggest financial hubs. A German racer parted ways with the Audi Formula E team after he let a professional gamer take his place in an official eSports game. We have more on this report. German racing driver Daniel Apt parted with the Audi Formula E team on Tuesday after letting a professional gamer impersonate him in an official eSports race. The manufacturer had earlier suspended him. The 27-year-old denied seeking any sporting gain in Saturday's fifth round of the all-electric series virtual race at home challenge, an online series designed to provide entertainment in the absence of real racing, and said he had simply wanted to create a funny story for the fans. Apt apparently finished third in Saturday's race, but rivals expressed doubts at the time about who was racing. You make mistakes in life. I feel like I couldn't fall any deeper. I'm on the ground, but I will get up again. I will come back. Organisers can check the IP addresses of competitors to ensure they are who they claim to be with pro-gamer Lawrence Hurtzing later revealed to be Abt's ringer and barred from future involvement. Audi said in an earlier statement that integrity, transparency and consistent compliance with applicable rules were its top priorities. The punishment has been seen as an overreaction by some of Abt's track rivals. Despite the threat of COVID-19, the Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, will reopen its doors to the public starting July. We have this report. Disney will begin phasing in a reopening of its Walt Disney World theme park in Orlando, Florida, in July, according to a plan released on Wednesday. In Phase 1, doors will open at Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom on July 11th, followed by Epcot Center and Hollywood Studios on July 15th. Orlando will be the first U.S. Disney theme park to reopen after all parks were shut worldwide back in March. Shanghai Disneyland, which reopened in early May, has been used as the model for how to reopen. Face coverings will now be required for all employees and guests, and temperature screenings will be conducted at the gate. Park attendance will be limited due to the need for social distancing and in an attempt to limit human-to-human -human contact, Disney is encouraging the use of contactless payment systems and expanding digital payment options at food establishments park-wide. And just as in Shanghai, there will be no parades, fireworks or other crowd-drawing activities at Florida's Disney World. The reopening plan was approved by a county task force and must now be signed off by Florida's governor. 
Disney's planned opening is more than a month behind rival Universal Studios. That amusement park is set to reopen on June 5th. And other Florida attractions like SeaWorld and Busch Gardens have also proposed June reopenings, according to local media. And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.